Good afternoon, my loves, and welcome to the sixth episode of Talk and Tea with Amanda. Today's episode is titled The Gift of Grief. And as I was thinking about what my next episode would be, and I've been working with um, a few clients in grief uh, these last couple of weeks, um, it really dawned on me that grief has so many gifts if we are open to receiving those gifts. So today we'll go there. Um, and as usual, I invite you to, to open um, your ears, your heart, your soul to not just um, stories, but also to the story of your own grief that you might be experiencing and to settle into that inner space where you can perhaps see, well, what gifts am I receiving from my grief story? So for right now, though, um, I hope you have your tea with you. I Mine has been sitting here brewing um, for a couple of minutes, and I think it's ready. Um, today I have, uh, and it was given to me as a birthday present, these jasmine pearls, the ones that you steep for um, a few minutes. And I have to say it smells amazing. So jasmine is one of my favorite teas um, that I like to drink. There's something about the smell of jasmine that maybe it's the, the floralness of it all, um, but it's one of my favorite teas. I tend not to put milk or sugar in my tea. I just like to drink it straight up. So if you have your tea ready, I invite you to settle in into your chair or wherever you may be at this time. If you can safely feel the warmth radiating, the heat radiating off of your cup or mug, I invite you to close your eyes gently. Allow this moment to swirl around you. Allow your breath to soften, your body to relax. In this moment, you're safe. In this moment, you're well. So we can breathe into that safety. We can breathe into this deep sense of wellness right now. And maybe you're able to inhale the scent of your tea and just allow that, that fragrance to enter into your body. Just your natural breath here. With each pass and exhalation, deepening your awareness <clears throat> into this now moment. Feeling all of you gathering together to come into this moment, your mind, your body, your heart, your soul. And as you inhale, welcome in the energy of peace and welcome in that consciousness into your body so it can radiate throughout. And as you exhale, maybe letting go of the consciousness of stress or tension. 
But wherever you are, the invitation is to to be here fully, 100% in the present moment. To give your mind and your body permission to relax and soften. Just notice what you're feeling. What's risen to the surface for you? Just observe that without needing to get into the story. Just observe what has come up for you during this short time of finding stillness. When you're ready, let's go ahead and prepare to take a sip of our tea. Mm. I have to say there's there's nothing like having a cup of tea in the middle of the day. It's like a little break, a little pause from the busyness to just invite yourself to settle into some quiet. And I think we all deserve that um, at some point in our day, this, this opportunity to restore ourselves, to take a break from the busyness that we get so trapped in from day to day. Mm, delicious. So, you know, I just celebrated a birthday on September 1st. It was um, what people call the big 5-0. Um, and uh, <laughs> as, as I reflected on becoming 50 the day before when I was 49 on August 31st, I... I did a thing where, you know, ceremonies are very important for me. And I, and I do a lot of ceremonies um, because they create this, this sacred intention for me when I'm going through um, important milestones in my life. And so on August 31st, I decided to go into reflection of the whole decade, um, my whole 40s. And I looked at the storylines. I looked at everything that had happened to me during my 40s. Um, and wow, it was, it was, it was something special. <laughs> um, and I don't say that lightly. And I say something special because there were so many things um, that happened in my 40s. I opened up a yoga studio, which is huge uh, for me. Um, I closed the yoga studio seven years after I opened it. Um, I lost a grandmother. I lost a mother. I lost a husband. Um, and who I knew myself to be, um, I also lost that version of myself. Um, 
And there were so many ups, but there were also so many downs. I traveled a lot. I, I went to Peru. I went to Thailand. I went to Egypt, um, uh, Costa Rica. And I know I'm missing Europe. I know I'm missing a couple of other places, but it was a, a decade of a lot of joy and also a lot of grief. And what I realized as I was writing everything down was that each and every one of those things belonged. Not one of those things um, were like some fluke thing that didn't belong in that story because they all cre have created who this person is today. And so I gave gratitude and it was the full moon coming out um, and so and, and I burnt it everything that I've written down I gave gratitude and I just um, had a little fire ceremony um, just giving thanks for everything that my 40s taught me it's a great teacher but one of the things that which I wanted to share with you today um, it got me thinking about the gifts of all this grief that I have experienced um in these past in those in those 10 years um and i wanted to first share just a short little poem by mary oliver um titled the uses of sorrow i love her she's one of my favorite poets and she said someone i loved once gave me a box full of darkness it took me years to understand that this too was a gift short and powerful. I'm going to read that again. Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. Now if we can just pause for a moment and just allow that, allow those words to settle. So we often don't think of sorrow or grief as uh, experiences that gives us gifts. But as I, as I took the opportunity to dive in a little bit deeper, I realized that the darkness that I had been in with all this grief um, actually was a gift. And there is so much of myself that I didn't know. And there's so much of myself that I came to know. And that's always a, a work in progress, right? Because we're, we're evolving each and every day. We're becoming each and every day. We're never at that place where we arrive and that's it. The learning stops, the growth stops, the evolution stops. Um, but the beauty of recognizing that this, this broken heart, this crack, um, these tears, this fear, all of it was actually a gift guiding me to open up even more, guiding my heart to expand even more. And when we're in it, right, it's like this state of constriction, right? We're not expanding necessarily when we're in grief it doesn't feel like expansion it feels more like constriction and i get that and i fully felt that um 
for the, at least the first two years after my, my husband um, passed away, there was this deep sense of constriction of not wanting to be here, of wanting to just pull the covers over my head, but knowing that I couldn't because I had to get up and I had children to tend to. I had myself to tend to. And hiding what I was feeling wasn't an option for me. And so one of the the primary gifts that came to me from this grief experience was my ability to feel. And I'm not sure what I was feeling um, before um, he passed. I was feeling, but somehow my body became electric and alive. Um, Something got turned on physically within me. And the relationship I developed with my body was a different relationship than I've ever had with my body. So my body now, and we know our body is is so intelligent. My body would tell me when I was in fear, when I was in anxiety, because I, I could feel it. I could feel it moving inside of me. It could also tell me when my heart was expanding and when I was shrinking. I would have certain sensations and feelings that I came to recognize as, oh, okay, there's something that I'm anxious about. There's something that I'm fearful about because I would get that funny feeling on the top of my belly. Or I would get the sensation in my heart where it literally felt as if there was, there was an opening in the middle of my chest that was taking place. And this, this gift of feeling I recognize was the ability to, for me to feel whatever information was coming in at that moment, for me to process it, for me to recognize that, oh, okay, there's something I'm afraid of. And I would then take that information and settle down with it. What is it that I'm afraid of? And rather than ignoring the information that came in or putting it off for another day, I would grant myself, give myself permission to actually be with that thing. Not to necessarily hold it for a very long time, but to see what my body wanted to tell me, to see what needed to perhaps be released, what needed to be tended to. So I'm very grateful for this gift of an awakened body. We have pain bodies um, because we're in trauma, and I've certainly had my share of my pain bodies. But this awakened body, this idea of our bodies awakening to us, guiding us to be so present, to be so here, to be so now with ourselves, It's an amazing, it's an amazing gift. And once you have that experience, you can never go back to having an ignorant body. You just can't. And so I think this idea of how I tend to my grief and my willingness to show up to it, my willingness to honor it, my willingness to be in celebration and dance with it, helps us to 
move into a deeper place with the, this consciousness of grief, right? Because if we're, you know, to talk about awareness, yeah, we're to also have this recognition that everything is simply a consciousness and how we show up to that consciousness matters. And so we, we each have a choice of, you know, how we are choosing to discharge a particular emotion, event that happens to us. We could always go the route of ignoring it and numbing ourselves. That's a choice. But we could also take the other route and say, my God, let me hold you. Let me hold this feeling that is upon me. Let me grant it compassion because it's part of me and I matter the same way as these feelings and emotion matter. And I want to tend to it. I want to love it. I want to let it know that I'm here for it and I won't abandon it. So the gift of feeling was one of the, the most powerful things that I've received um, during these last three years. And I'm so excited about that because as, as I am 50 now, <laughs> sounds really strange saying that, right? Like, where does 50 years go? I don't feel 50. Um, and not that it even matters, but there's just this, this, this wow, like, oh my God, I've been here on this planet for 50 years. It's kind of surreal, to be honest with you, right? It's like, wow, 50 years. And this brings me to the next gift. It's put me more in tune with my sense of purpose. Right? And as you know, when you lose someone or you go through any form of, of grief or loss or trauma, um, it brings up for each and every individual our own mortality, our own time. How much time do we really have? And spending time in this grief, spending time with befriending um, death really made me realize that I want to spend the time that I have in a very purposeful way, in a very intentional way. Because we don't know when our time is coming, right? This is mystery for each and every one of us. But what I can do is when I wake up each and every morning, I can have a clear intention of this is what I, what I want to do. This is how I want to spend my time. Inspire time, inspired purpose. And what's risen up for me, again, is, is assisting and helping others through their grief process educating um, more of the society on death and dying. And, you know, when I say death and dying, I'm not just talking about our physical final act in this human skin, right? I'm also talking about the deaths, the small deaths that are happening to us, to us on a daily basis. Can we be present to experience that? 
so the gift of of purpose is becoming um, clarified with each and every day um, that passes for me, the direction that I want to go in, um, the things that I want to do. And I'm excited about it because I have this very strong sense that the second half of my life will be more geared towards that purpose. And I'm excited that that brings me um, that brings me a lot of joy to think about it. My kids are in college, they're grown, they're not babies anymore, and they can take care of themselves. So this gives me a lot of space, a lot of opportunity to um, to open and expand um, into into that purposefulness. Another gift that that came to me. Um, from grief is compassion. I was compassionate before my husband passed, my mom, my grandmother, all, all the deaths that I've experienced in my life. But there's something different that happened during this particular grief process. I became more compassionate towards myself. Losing him was such a humbling experience for me. There wasn't just one crack. There were several cracks in my armor. And those cracks allowed all the things that perhaps I had hidden to come out. You know, and when those shadows come out, you know, they come up March and they've got their best Sunday suit on. And there's like, yeah, we get to finally have our day. And I'm glad they finally had their day because it gave me opportunity to come face to face with them. And in the process, it gave me opportunity to love myself even more. And this, this sense of compassion that welled up inside of me for everything that I've endured, for the little girl who had been molested you know, um, years and years ago um, for, you know, the little girl who lost her father at 10, um, for the little girl who felt that she was never good enough um, and really carried that well into her adulthood. And so with everything that I've been through, this deepening of compassion for my story, but not to see my story as something bad or something negative or not to see myself as a victim, but seeing myself as a whole human being with these experiences that I went through that created this version of myself now. And so even as I did that reflection the last day of 49, I, I couldn't come up with one ounce of feeling as that any part of my story didn't belong. And I gave gratitude for all of it. And so a deepening compassion for myself and also a deepening compassion for everyone else because we're, we're all on this journey, this human journey. And where is this human journey taking us? 
And what I keep coming back to, this human journey has taken us onto a path of deepening love and compassion for each other. And so our stories may look very different. They may look the same. But at the end of that story, are we moving towards a greater love? And I'd like to think that I'm moving to a greater love. I'd like to think that you are moving to a greater love because isn't that what we all want? We all want to be moving towards a greater love. Isn't that what we ultimately all are seeking is to be loved, to feel like we matter. And yet what I'm discovering is that I want to matter to me, right? Because no one has to affirm me or validate me or to say, oh, Amanda, you're fantastic. Because we're always going to have the naysayers on the opposite side too. But this idea of moving towards a greater love internally, like the interior of me is moving in that direction. That's powerful for me. And I've never had that before, if I'm being honest, right? Like I've always looked outside of myself for someone to love me or validate or affirm me. And that's just where I was, right? I wasn't taught anything different. It wasn't modeled for me in a different way to be responsible for my love. So moving towards this deepening greater love, because this is how we, we go through our transformation, right? It's either through great suffering or great love. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's a combination of both. Sometimes it's one or the other. And this other piece, um, this other gift that has come up for me And this ties into the compassion piece, I believe. I am more accepting of me now. I think before in my 20s and 30s, there was this sense of wanting to be perfect. Wanting to show up as if I knew everything. Wanting to be liked. And I find that now those things are really stripping away from me. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because it's, it's, you know, if we can be honest with each other, and I hope we can always be honest with each other, it's damn exhausting to, to hold all of that other stuff up. It's exhausting to be perfect. It's exhausting to, you know, put energy out there to being liked. And frankly, I just don't want any part of that exhaustion anymore. You know, there's a sense of freedom that I'm experiencing within myself now where I'm letting go of all of those things. And I'm arriving at this place, at this new dock, at this new harbor, where I feel I can set sail and go anywhere. And I don't need anyone's permission. I only need my permission to set sail. And so I'm accepting 
the imperfectness of myself, of my humanness. And I'm granting her so much space to be that way, to be a mess, to be a beauty, to be all of it, but to be all of it without the need to judge myself. That's above my pay grade I've come to realize. I'm not here to judge myself. I'm just here to have an experience of what it feels like as a divine being to be in this human body so I can grow deeper into a greater love and to experience what that is. But it starts with me. It doesn't start with me choosing to love someone else, right? Or wanting someone else to love me so I can know more about myself. No, it starts with me. And maybe you're coming to experience and find the same within yourself, especially as we go through this pandemic that's still riding us, right? We're still being ridden by this pandemic. But it's, it's, it too is revealing a thing or two to us as human beings. How are we living? Is the version of ourselves actually working for us? So this collective grief that we're in, it's doing a thing where it's forcing us to see ourselves for the very first time, to see how we're relating to each other, how we're relating to ourselves. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful, um, a, a beautiful thing that's happening to, to all of us. You know, we're going to have people who are going to resist that right? Who, who don't want to see the truth of themselves. And that's okay. That's where they are. We don't even judge that. We judge no one. We allow everyone to have their own unique experience. But what we do, we come home into this inner self, into this inner spaciousness, the interior part of ourselves, and we begin to have a dialogue. See who we've become. See who we want to be. And so as I, as I wrap this up, because I can keep going with the gifts, there, there are many gifts, but I wanted to share just those few because, you know, for me, those are some of the most powerful gifts that, that I have received um, over the last three years and more to come, right? Because th this whole process is still unfolding for me. And as it unfolds, I find that I'm letting go of more of the self that I used to know. I'm letting go of more egoic ways, more of all self-limiting beliefs, more of whatever identity I held from myself. It's like there's this, this just inner joy about just letting it all go so I can be more free and more free and more free. But the freedom is from the inside. It's, it's not a freedom that anyone can give me. So as you navigate in your own daily life space, yeah, take a moment to just pause and settle and reflect about you. Take time for you. Take time to reflect on, you know, what gifts are coming into your life 
based on whatever experience you're going through right now. What is the universe trying to gift you with? What is it trying to show you? How is it trying to expand you? I do not believe that the universe is trying to crush us, make us into victims. Quite the opposite. This is all about expansion, what we're going through. And while we're in it, while we're in the muck, it doesn't feel like expansion, right? And so I want us all to make sure that we're not just bypassing the heaviness and, and the feelings just to get to expansion. We have to feel it. We have to feel the mess. We have to acknowledge the mess. And when we do that, then we give it opportunity to pass through. The expansion will come, and it's going to come on its own when we do the work. So breathe into this moment, my friends. Breathe into your body. Breathe into your heart. Breathe into the love that rests within you. And even if you find that, you know what, I don't love myself, still breathe. And know that there's a part of you that's waiting for you to get to that space. And it will happen because I didn't love myself for a very long time. Right? I had love sort of mixed up. It was an upside down thing where I thought you know, that was somebody else's uh, job for me. It's my job. Right? But wherever you are, open up so wide to receive. Can you receive? Can you open up to receive? I think we're all deserving of this. And I don't care what you've done, what's happened in your life. You're deserving of receiving abundance and love and joy. And all it requires is just a shift in our own perspective, a shift in our own consciousness to say yes. I am worthy of that. I have always been worthy of that. And I'll no longer allow this other situation to dictate the abundance that I, that I deserve. It's my birthright. It's our birthright. So I'm going to leave you with a second Mary Oliver poem. And I hope you've been enjoying these poems. Uh, again, I, poetry near and dear to my heart and, um, and I love sharing some of my favorite poets with you. And this one is titled In Black Water Woods. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal to hold it against your bones, knowing your own life depends on it. And when the time comes to let it go, to let it go. I'm going to repeat that again. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal. To hold it against your bones, knowing your own life depends on it. And when the time comes to let it go, to let it go. 
Maybe, may we all be willing to hold this mortalness of our human human story. Maybe we all be willing to hold it against our bones, knowing that that's what makes us so human. And when the time is right, we can let it go. Many blessings to you. Have a fantastic day. Namaste. Until next week, when we meet again, sip some good tea for me. And thank you for joining me for this sixth episode of Talk and Tea with Amanda, The Gift of Grief. You could also find this on the Holy Badass Living website. All the podcasts are are uploaded there as well. Um, I love you. Be well. Namaste.